Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic. We are joined by your host, Jeff Kowal. Jeff is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm fantastic. Good to see your smiley face you you brought one of your newest members of the koal investment group to the studio i did chauncey weisensall new new addition great addition uh was with prudential for a number of years uh graduated from university of wisconsin whitewater uh, oh whitewater yes whitewater oh well dave our producer is a whitewater grad perfect my daughter's a Whitewater grad. We could go on and on. It's a great school. A big, great business school, A very too. great business school, yes. Well, it's good to meet you. We've heard you do the market updates Monday through Friday. Uh, Jeff, along with the rest of your team, right. that's on WIBA Madison, where this show is on, as well as WISM Milwaukee. That's right. Monday through Friday, uh, 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block on WISM in Milwaukee. Uh, 455 on WIBA in Madison. We give you one man on what's going on in the market that particular day. Uh, whether it's a corporate earnings report, a government report, whatever it happens to be, uh, what's driving the market up or down that particular day. We wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, tech heavy NASDAQ. I try to give you a so what. How does it apply to your life? Uh, every day, Monday through Friday, three o'clock news block, five o'clock news block and Mark Belling's show at 455 and Vicki McKenna's show on WIBA in Madison. I, I like that so what. I've heard you say that in past reports. This happened today or that happened. You see the headline. A lot of people have a lot of angst, anxiety right. over the retirement plan, but does it really matter to them? So what? In other words, how does this affect me? As an example, yesterday, I, th- I think it was, uh, well, it was Maria, and I think she mentioned that the last time we had a uh, correction in the market was October of 2020. So it's been almost a year, it may have been earlier than that, um, that we had a correction. But that's a type of thing. So how does that apply to me? So is it is it it's at a top, we're breaking records every day, do I need to pare back my holdings or not? Do we think it's going to continue? But that's a type of thing. How does it apply to my investment and retirement account? Okay, Chauncey, I've got your first name down. Pronounce your last name for me again. Wise and sell. Wise and sell. That's pretty Correct. easy. Yeah. I can't screw that up. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people can. <laughs> oh, I can. I can imagine. Well, it's good to have you on board, Chauncey, with Jeff today. A lot to cover. Jeff, the sexy segment coming up. Aaron Kowal joins us with the Boss Minute Business Owner Savings and Their Security. That segment coming up as well. You are in Waukesha, the world headquarters, located in Ozaukee County, up in Port Washington. Nice view of Lake Michigan. Excellent. Yeah. Beautiful. Port's one of those. I just got back from Door County, so all those marinas up in Door County. Port's kind of like that. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful area. Nice town. We like it there. It's really nice. Up there right near uh, Mequon, Grafton, Thiesville, uh, Random Lake. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I grew up, John. See if you're wondering. Okay. Uh, That's that's actually Sheboygan County, but very close to Port Washington. So you got the northern part covered. Jeff, then you're now down in Racine, right off the freeway at Highway 20. 
That's right. Great location there. Easy access. Uh, Spitzer's, uh, Aaron Spitzer's there a lot. Uh, a lot of our clients like that from the south side, from uh, Kenosha, Racine, North, northern Illinois. Love that location. Uh, we're also out in Phoenix, uh, Arizona, so it's uh, toasty there, but we get there often. Uh, have a great location there. Yeah, so. It's toasty there now. In winter, it's great. It's perfect. <laughs> it and that's is. when I, I went to my... It is my, indeed. It, man, oh my gosh, the winters. and If I could live in Scottsdale throughout Wisconsin winters, life would be so much better. Well, a lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are, uh, especially with COVID and the opportunity to work remotely, a lot of people are taking advantage of that, and some are going to Florida, uh, Arizona, Texas, and, and other places to work remotely. And a lot of people retain you, Jeff. They're clients of yours, but you're licensed in how many states? 27 states. I just talked with uh, Tom yesterday. I think it's going to be 28 or 29 now. So we are becoming a, a national type of organization where uh, regardless of where, and really with the reach of iHeart and, and uh, the station, uh, you, can, you can be anywhere and we can be doing business with you just about. Yeah, so, if, you're, if you're on AM radio and you're losing signal, it doesn't sound good, please check out the iHeart app and stream us. It sounds fantastic. Okay, Jeff, before we uh, have to, the rest of the show is laid out like this. Sexy segment Aaron Cowell's boss segment, and you've got a topic to begin the program with. I do, and before we do that, though, I want to uh, on our billboards we have uh, keeping family wealth in the family. Our sexy segment is for those with a million dollars or more. We're going to talk about the five tips to keep family wealth in the family. It's on our website, but it's also I want to go through that in a little bit more detail. But first, I want to start with this. Um, today is actually. The anniversary, uh, uh, yesterday, August 13th of 2021 marks the 40th anniversary of President Reagan's Economic Recovery Tax Act. 40 years. Among other policies, legislation slashed the highest tax brackets from 70% to 50%, while cutting the lowest tax rates from 14% to 11%. So the title of this article is, As Biden Calls for Higher Taxes, Lawmakers Celebrate 40th Anniversary of Reagan Tax cuts um you know at that time there was unpredictable inflation actually was going nuts at that time and reagan's tax cuts contribute to a significant economic boom in the, in the u.s uh larry kudlow uh several economists recalled uh what was going on larry kudlow was one of those reagan in effect unleashed capitalism i think we are and this is larry kudlow I think we are in danger of re-handcuffing free enterprise and capitalism. The 1970s were a time of malaise, and a lot of us can remember that. Uh, High inflation, high unemployment, and low on opportunity. Our nation's leaders rejected American greatness and thought the American dream was behind us. Boy, does that sound familiar. As the tax cuts were being debated in Congress, President Reagan reassured the American people that all the lobbying, the organized demonstration, and cries of protest by those whose way of life depends on maintaining government's wasteful spending is no match for your voices. So, in contrast to Reagan's economic philosophy, both experts believe that the Biden administration's proposed tax policies run the risk of jeopardizing the economic well-being of American families. So, just when at a time when um, we're uh, thinking about raising taxes, uh, installing to, as Jay talks about seven trillion dollar um, packages with infrastructure and with the, the new deals. Jay Weber, yeah, yeah. Jay Weber talks about that where he says it's three and a half trillion. No, it's five trillion, and it's more than that already. And if one and a half trillion is going to be a million, a trillion and a half, one point two trillion is going to be a trillion and a half or more. 
So, you know, on a campaign trail, Biden promised that Americans earning below $400,000 would not see their taxes increase. I remember that well. But tax, according to Tax Foundation, the budget, which contains provisions for raising individual income taxes, would lead to 60.7% of Americans paying higher taxes, while only 29% benefit from tax cuts and credits. And he says, despite the president's campaign promises, those earning between 200000 and 400000 would see their average tax burden rise by almost $1,600. So, you know, one thing that they said about President Trump is that he did what he said he was going to do. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. like it or not, he said what he was going to do. Yeah, you may not like what he did, but he did do it, you're right. And now you see time and time again with President buying. Biden say, you know, we're not going to go towards uh, the progressivism and all this, and everything is leaning towards more towards socialism. Uh, you know, not uh, those under four hundred thousand aren't going to pay higher taxes. They are going to pay higher taxes. So it's one thing you could say that it's not a, it was never a bait and switch with President Trump. He may not have lacked his manners sometimes. But it was never a bait and switch. You always got what he said he was going to do. That sums up the presidency. People just didn't like how he said it, his his manners, Jeff, and his tweets, his that kind of thing. But if you look at it, the actions, not words, actions. Right. And let's can I just take a shot at, at President Biden? Does he remember <laughs> what he promised on the campaign trail? You know what? Come on. I think we got to be honest about this. I think everything was fed to him while he was on the campaign sure. trail, and even now. Uh, nonetheless, it's a good time to celebrate 40 years ago that uh, President Reagan set us on the right path, I think, with uh, capitalism, with lower taxes. Um, lower taxes, I, I just, it's just a general philosophy. With lower ta- taxes, you're putting more money into taxpayers' pockets. Let them spend the money um, any way they want. I would rather trust my family with my wealth than giving it to the government that was saying, right. that take was care of me. the root of Reaganomics, right? Right. Trickle down, first off, give people the money, they will spend it. That trickles into the economy. Look at what's happening right now. Very strange time we're in, Jeff. I came back from my vacation in Dora County. Lovely time. A lot of people, probably the most I've ever seen in all my years. Every place is under staff. Yes. Every every restaurant, not enough waiters. One bartender for the whole place. Two hundred people. Well, one bartender, a, I think, and you know, it's a combination of two things. One is that people are anxious to get out, just like you. They're anxious to go on vacation. That's again. why they were there at the restaurant. How come they didn't have enough help? Second part of it is that there's more incentives to stay home than to go to work. So, so we're not working. That's right. So there's two parts to that. Oh, and we had a great conversation with the bartender. One, she had a free thirty seconds in between her drinks. She just said it aggravates her that she's out there working. She said, "Yes, I make tips, you know, and if I serve people, I'll do good in tips." Where, where's everybody else? How come people don't want to work? Right. You're tipping, tipping extra big, aren't you, Paul? Oh, I tip, but way over 20%. Same here. We yeah. are very generous. I felt I felt bad for yeah, her. Yeah, I was, hope that everybody else does, too, because the people that are there, are, you know, they're un, everybody's understaffed. So and we we'll, want them to be open. That's yeah, a so good feel thing. feel free to over-tip. <laughs> if you're doing 30%, that's okay, too. <laughs> you're, you're exactly right, Jeff. That, that's that's good stuff. It kind of sums up the economy where we're at. What did you say this would affect the average American family in taxes? $1,600? Yes, $1,570, according to a tax foundation. Uh, they also said for Americans making between five hundred thousand and a million dollars, the average uh, tax burden would rise by about nine thousand um, dollars. So that the uh, 
again, uh, lower taxes seems to always generate more revenue to the federal government. Uh, with all these new programs, they're going to talk about raising taxes, and we'll see. Because typically, when you're raising taxes, the people who are going to be, are being targeted find ways around it. They'll delay income. They'll they'll make it. They'll they'll um, gift it beforehand. I know a couple of my clients who are looking at gifting a, a significant part of their estate to their next generation or putting it into trust just to try to avoid, avoid the higher, not evade, <laughs> avoid the, the higher taxes. Uh, avoiding taxes is good. Tax evasion is, what's it, 10 to 30 years on that? Uh, so, you're not recommending that. No, absolutely no, not. So, no. uh, you know, if you can do some good planning to uh, try to avoid paying those higher taxes, uh, that's a, a, a great way to go. Okay, laying out the rest of the show. We've got Chauncey in studio. Have you given him, uh, like, carte blanche to do any topic he wants? He can go nuts. Yeah, Chauncey gone wild. Yeah, look out. <laughs> and it's coming up next. Yes, it is. Yeah, we got, we've got Aaron Kowal standing by with the Boss Minute as well. The sexy segment coming up, Jeff. We can reach out to the Kowal Investment Group with any question off the air at 262 262- Five two two forty forty. That's your main number, or go to thekowalway dot com. Of course, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, thekowalway dot com. Great forecast for the weekend. Then we'll take a break, and then we'll come right back. Sunny today, high of seventy nine. Tonight, clear and calm, down to fifty nine. Then the next three or four days, just kind of beautiful carbon copy days. Sunny on Sunday, eighty one. Monday, sunny, eighty. Tuesday, sunny, eighty two. Wednesday. Sunny and 83 degrees. Right now we are at 72 gorgeous sunny degrees on a Saturday morning. The Retirement Clinic, WISN Milwaukee, WIS, WIBA in Madison. We'll be right back after a break. You might be surprised to learn that when it comes to selling a business, in a given year, only about one in every four to five business owners do so successfully, while others are unable to sell or are unhappy with the result of the sale, meaning a large number of business owners are leaving money on the table. But why? The reason so few businesses complete owner-satisfied transactions is a lack of corporate and personal sale planning. As the saying goes, if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. As I've mentioned several times on this segment, proper planning is an essential part of being a successful business owner. Take the time to establish a solid foundation and create a strategic plan for your business. Potential buyers will want to see predictable profits and cash flow, along with the ability to reach sustainable growth. If your business functions as a well-oiled machine, it will likely be a more attractive investment to buyers. And don't forget about your personal planning. Ask yourself, what are your expectations for the sale of your business? Will it fund your entire retirement, part of your retirement, or other financial needs? Have you considered how you will minimize the tax impact and ensure net profits of the sale are maximized? Have you addressed the wealth transfer and protection issues of the liquid wealth? Are you financially and mentally ready for your exit? While there are many aspects to proper exit planning, it is time-consuming and the effort is well worth it in the end. If you need help planning for the sale of your business, give our office a call today at 262 522 
888-900-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. Aaron Kowal with today's Boss Minute on the Retirement Clinic on WISN Business Owners, Savings and Security. And quickly, we're going to move on to long-term care and a good conversation with Jeff Kowal today and Chauncey in studio. But to recap why we do the Boss segment, Jeff, is because many business owners consider their business... Their retirement plan. That's right. And you think they're going to last forever. And even if you do think that you're going to continue to work for a long time, it's not a bad idea, as Aaron mentioned, to properly plan an exit strategy, Uh, whether it's somebody else buying you out, whatever it happens to be. And you also have to plan for an emergency, what happens if it it comes unexpectedly. So, um, you know, uh, we work with a lot of businesses, a lot of individuals, a lot of people have sold their businesses and want to convert that the proceeds of that to a lifelong income and make sure that they can still preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to their heirs. Nothing wrong with having your business as a retirement plan as long as you do it the right way, Jeff. Right, and, and don't and plan for an exit strategy, as, as Aaron mentioned. Uh, plan for that uh, possible retirement date, so have retirement plans in addition to the wealth, the other wealth that you're trying to build up in your business. It just makes sense. What if there's a secession and it's handed down to, for example, a guy like Aaron Kowal? Sure. You still have to go through planning in that process. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't ha- just happen by osmosis. No, I'm not you, suggesting you're near retirement. Well, I'm not. Even, no. Uh, I don't think Jeff's ever going to retire, Chauncey. It, it sounds that way. I can already tell. <laughs> yeah. I think he likes what he does. I love what I do. Love my clients. Love the challenge of, and love the change. And, yeah. you know, with the 20th anniversary show coming up in a, in a few weeks uh, for the retirement clinic we're going to talk 9-11 we started that right before the attack yeah it's the september 8th is when we started of 2001 we're going to go back and talk about all the changes that have been happening in retirement plans over the last 20 years so yeah you have to be able to embrace change both in the running of the business and in the business itself and the things that happen to retirement planning investments and everything else okay part of retirement planning jeff is it's not just putting money in a 401k and hoping it grows and it's there when I retire. A lot goes into retirement planning. Long-term care is something that you and Chauncey want to talk about. That's right. That's the type of thing that can destroy an otherwise successful retirement plan. Uh, Chauncey's been a prudential for for a number of years, Uh, did a lot of work in that area. So Chauncey, take it away. Yeah, so Jeff kind of gave me, like he said, free reign to talk about whatever I wanted. And he first asked me, I said, fishing, right, Jeff? So like, we could talk about fishing after long-term care. So. We can do yeah. that. We can do both. We've done, we've, we've really talked about everything on this show over, what, 20 years now? Today. Yeah, you bet. But let's start with this. We'll start with long-term care. <laughs> yeah, so let's start with the long-term care. So I found a nice little article on Kiplinger um, called Plan Now for Long-Term Care. Uh, the article kind of starts by talking about a 102-year-old woman um, Obviously, for most of us, that's a bit out of reach. Um, but with modern medicine evolving the way it is, you know, it's not uncommon for people living in their 90s now. Babies born today are expected to live close to 100, I think. Yeah, and some I could be wrong. They on said that. somebody that's going to live 120 has already been born. That's, to me, almost hard to wrap my mind around. Yeah. Okay, so we're dealing with a 102-year-old right now. Yeah, that's kind of what the article starts talking out about. And they, they point out, obviously, that's not realistic for a lot of us, um, but it is something that a lot of people need to plan for. And that kind of segues into the, you know, living longer, be, being older, and a lot of people needing some sort of, um, you know, long-term care, whether it's in the home or in a skilled nursing facility. 
Um, the article kind of goes on to talk about some kind of, to me, they're interesting kind of facts, figures. Um, first one here I'll point out is more than two-thirds of 65-year-olds will need some type of long-term care in their lifetime. Um, that was kind of powerful. It's two and three people are going to need some type of uh, long-term care plan. I wonder if two and three people are prepared for that. No, they're not. Oh. Um, <clears throat> you know, people kind of say, oh, you know, my kids are going to take care of me or, you know, I'll self-insure. Um not, and it's not a pleasant topic people really like to think about that much. No, no, it's not pleasant. You're, no. you're talking about long-term care. You're talking about your... Yeah, It's not the way we want to probably spend the latter years of our life, but in some cases, we don't have a choice. Exactly. Um, so it's becoming increasingly more common. Someone knows your grandparents, parents, uh, someone that's in some sort of a long-term care facility. Uh, the article kind of goes on to talk about some of the costs of some of those facilities, and it points out that the medium of... The median cost of a room in a skilled nursing facility is $8,800 a month. Um, and that varies depending on where you live, whether it's, you know, it's more expensive in New York than it is here in Wisconsin. And if you're in a city versus a rural, rural area. And then it kind of goes to talk about how the average stay for a, a, a male in a long-term care facility is about two years. So if you look at that, that's a $211,000 um, yes, expense I, there. I pulled out the old calculator here. $105,000 a year. Exactly. At 8800 a month, you double that, you're at $211,000. And it's even more expensive for women who typically tend to live longer than men. They stay typically about three years. Um, so that number is well over $300,000. Yeah. Um, that's just a huge expense to try to plan for at the end of retirement. You can really, as Jeff mentioned, blow up anyone's retirement plan. Yeah. So what's the answer? What, what do we do? How do we plan? So there's really three, three decisions you have. You, know, you can self-insure. Um, the article kind of goes to talk about some of those um, numbers that it says here, if someone has over a million dollars in liquid assets, they could probably self-insure, providing they're willing to spend all of that on their own care. That's, Isn't that something? <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge number. To, Blow to, your whole retirement on their own care. Yeah, let's say your retirement, you work your whole year, you know, your whole career, and you've got, a, let's say, a million two. I don't want to use that on long-term care. I wanted to use that to go, you know, Fishing, like you talked there, about before, yeah, t- take a nice fishing or trip travel, every year, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. but if, but if you need it, you need it for long term care. Exactly, and you you don't really have a choice. At a certain point, you know, you go into the facility and you start draining on that, you know, the four hundred one k, those Roth IRAs, those joint accounts. Um, and it even goes on to say, if you're a married couple, you want to try to have about two and a half million to self insure, because um, there's a higher chance, obviously, that. The odds are about 50-50. At least one of you is going to end up in some sort of a skilled nursing facility. So to kind of fight that, um, there's really two options. If you decide, hey, I don't want to self-insure and and take that huge expense at the end of my retirement, um, there's traditional long-term care policies um, that you can explore. People don't really like those as much. They're kind of expensive at times, uh, depending on your health. And it's it's like having an auto policy, right? You hope you don't get in a car accident and need to use your auto insurance. Um, long-term care is the same thing, right? If you never go into a facility, okay, what have I paid all these years for? Exactly. Chauncey, it's, it's life insurance, right? I'm paying all these premiums. You need it, though, right? Well, Most the, of us do. Not the, everybody the, has life insurance. Part of that is that, though, yes. when you pass away, somebody will benefit from Your that. spouse, your ben- whoever the beneficiary but is. But the reason that this is... you. Know, Compare it to car insurance is because if you don't have an accident, you don't benefit from it. Nobody benefits from it. You paid all those premiums exactly. and it goes out the window. However, the plus side, if you need long-term care, now you've got 
you don't have to raid your retirement account. Exactly. It's there if you need it. Um, if nothing else, you never use it. I mean, at least you could say, you know, it's giving me peace of mind mm-hmm. um, that if I ever needed it, I had it. Um, and then you kind of mentioned life insurance. It's kind of a segment into the, the last kind of part of this I really want to talk about is now there's a lot of hybrids that we look at and other companies look at where it's a life insurance policy, but you can access a percentage on a monthly basis of that to help pay for long-term care. Um, so let's say round numbers, it's easy mental math, right? Uh, if you have a $250,000 death benefit on your life insurance policy of 4% a month, you could access $10,000 a month to pay for a skilled nursing facility. Um, you know, you can, you can play with death benefits and withdrawal amounts and stuff Boy, that like that. Well, that sounds like a lot. 10 grand a month, but you said before 8,800 on, on, on average? Currently, that's not even inflated looking, looking down the future, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. So a guy like me, when I actually get to be <laughs> that age, it may be over $10,000. Easily. Probably will Man. be. That, that's a lot of money. Uh, but back to the insurance. I mean, all insurance is like that. We have homeowners. We don't want to use it ever. Exactly. We hope we don't need to use it, right? How many Americans are undersured, Jeff, in regard to long-term care? I'm assuming most, meaning over 50% of Americans don't have it. I'm getting, Well, easily that's the case, yes. And that's what Chauncey's talking about. This, the way to combine it with the life insurance with the long-term care is to say, you know, then it's, it's, it's at least more palatable. What we're finding with our clients is that if you need it during your lifetime, you can take an advance on the death benefit and you benefit from it and your family indirectly because you're not tapping into your retirement plans and that. But if you don't need it and you pass away, chances of dying are, Hundred percent, exactly. And then at least you know something goes to the kids, the grandkids, the charities, spouse, whoever that you want that money directed to, and you haven't just you know spent all that money and really gotten nothing out of it. It is a certainty, Jeff. There's two things in life. What is it? Death and taxes. That's right. Can't avoid them. Yeah, we kind of address all of that here. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. That was a, well, so. You, we all cite the source, and I believe Chauncey Kiplinger's is Kiplinger, where you get this correct, information yes. from. And again, citing inflation, if you if you build that in, it could be way over eighty eight hundred a month. Again, that's a hundred and five a year. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy number to to think about and to think about where it's going to be in in twenty years when we run plans and cash flows for clients to try to plan for that. Um, that number can just get. It's crazy to see sometimes. Uh, both of my grandmothers, Jeff, were in this long-term care. So I've kind of went through this as a family. And I remember um, with my one grandma's right before she died, spent pretty much her last penny. Yeah. It was down to the end. And we remember saying, well, she even said, too, well, you know, I don't know what I Well, my mom and dad would have stepped in, of course, and right. helped her. Uh, but you don't want to put that burden on the kids either. But it sounds like right? you're... you're that she planned it perfectly. She did. Well, there's a thing that says... It was in there 10 years, you know, Jeff. 10 the, years. One of the goals is to you know spend your money down to zero and then bounce a check to the undertaker. So, <laughs> so that's, that's... I never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, so that's that, that's uh, well planned. But everybody's different with their retirement plan. Just some want to spend every penny of it. Many want to leave it to heirs, their yes. kids, or charity. And I know we have a couple of minutes before we need to take a break, so I wanted to just... Talk a little bit about that. You know, if you, you, one of the, the ways that Chauncey mentioned is that you can fund it is self funded. If you have enough assets, you could do it. But this is a Brett Aaron's uh, article. I think I picked this up from Market Watch, but it says nearly a third of 401k plans contain less than $10,000. Um, that doesn't sound good. More than a third 
of plans that have less than $10,000. If you want to see, so latest survey of American retirement plan savings, Vanguard's 2020 How America Saves, this is their report. Uh, over the next decade and a half, the ranks of the elderly in America are expected to swell by more than 20 million. And as the latest survey shows, a horrendous number of us are going to end up old and poor. Uh, it says ignore the eye-catching one that says the average balance at Vanguard is 129000 The average, and has, as he puts it, that's Elon Musk that might have a ton of money in there, Jeff Bezos and the guy sleeping on a park bench in Oakland, California. The so average is worthless is is meaningless in this for purposes of this. But I could see a guy like Musk actually sleeping on a park bench. Yeah, well, he's eccentric, very eccentric guy. Um, but it says far more useful uh, data is the median, which means the account balance of the person would end up uh, slap bang in the middle if you lined everyone up from richest to the poorest. Vanguard points at the median retirement account balance. Among the 4.7 million accounts is just $33,500. So half of the plan participants had a balance below 40,000, uh, according to, and, and 10% had below 10,000. So um, the couple who retires, uh, this, is, this is unbelievable. Somebody who retires at 34,000 says, yeah, I'm putting money away from my retirement. They have 34,000 in assets, will be looking at pricely. A princely income of one thousand six hundred dollars a year from their. I don't know about you, but that'd be tough to live on. Okay, and and the median age is forty four, so it's not necessarily a sixty five year old retiring thirty four thousand dollars. But there's plenty of good news from the study. Some seventy eight percent of those eligible now participate in the employer's retirement savings plan. That's up from seventy one percent just five years ago. So seventy eight percent are participating now. We're seventy one percent, and more than half of those plan for automatic enrollment. And what we've always said here, Paul, and you know certainly. Make sure that you contribute at least to the amount that the company matches. If you're, if they match up to 6%, you have to put 6% away. Otherwise, you're leaving money on the table. Second thing is that if you're putting 4% of your income away and next year you get a raise, bump that up to 5%. The year after that, bump it up to 6%. Next year, bump it up to 7%. You so won't you won't, notice. You won't yeah. miss it. No, I know you're going to miss that raise. You want to maybe buy something with the money, but save it. You're saying save it. Sure. So you're saying if you get a 3% raise, take 1% of that and put the put additional into savings. So not just rely on that 4% that you were putting away. Increase it to 5 increase it to 6 increase it to 7 Keep increasing it. Jeff, we'll take a break. We'll come right back on WISN with the sexy segment. And it's about wealth management and preservation. Chauncey Wise and sell joins your host Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, WISM Milwaukee and WIBA Madison. We'll be right back. with the sexy segment as we continue the retirement clinic on WISN hosted by Jeff Kowal president of the Kowal Investment Group the retirement specialist Chauncey Weisensel joins us in studio 
as well today. Okay, Jeff, your topic for this segment is? Five tips to keep family wealth in the family. Let's back up a little bit. This show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Um, once you've accumulated some wealth, uh, whether it's a million, three million, five million, twenty million dollars, whatever it is, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, pass it on to your heirs? So keeping family wealth in the family, you'll see it on some of our billboards out there too. What does it mean? Well, we, there are five tips to keep wealth, family wealth in the family. Um, you know, what you've worked a lifetime building up this wealth. How do you keep it? First of all, mentor future generations in your family. Keep family wealth going for generations. It takes work. We're not born with skills, but rather skills are learned. Handling money properly is a skill. Take the time to educate future generations about managing finances. Next, preserve, grow, and take income. That's what we just talked about now. Pass it on to your heirs. There are things that you should consider when you consider managing the wealth. Um, this is where one of the areas where we come in and Chauncey is working on that right now. We do a cash flow analysis and in that we take we do a bad timing scenario. We want to make sure that once you've accumulated some wealth, that's a big responsibility and how do you manage it? Going to a financial advisor like us that manages a billion dollars of assets and then planning for downturns in the market, that's very important. Next, create a direction for distribution. It's imperative to create a distribution plan for your wealth. Not having a plan outlined in this state will and or trust will likely cost your family time, money, and headaches. In other words, if you decide what you want to do, reduce it to writing. Um, plan for the distribution. Uh, and now, especially if there are opportunities, if there are going to be increased taxes potentially, are there things that you should do now with gifting to potentially get out of your estate. You say potentially taxes. I just assume they they never go down, Jeff. They always go up. They always go up. But what they're talking about now, one of the things that they're talking about is reducing the estate tax exemption, uh, bringing it all down to maybe $5 million, maybe less than that, adjusted for inflation. Well, right now it's at $11.5 million times two is $23 million. So do you gift away some of your money now if it's possible that that ex estate tax exemption is going to be significantly lower later on? Another way of keeping family money in the family is maybe doing it before taxes go up before you start hitting that exemption the, or beyond the exemption amount uh, number four is, so first is uh, mentor future generations second is preserve grow and take income three is create a direction for distribution reduce it to writing four is communication is key take talking about money with family can be uncomfortable however it's necessary <laughs> Paul smiles. Yeah, there's always, you know, that could be a careful conversation. But discuss your assets, estate, financial changes, uh, wills and trusts. You said well, my key. I'm not laughing because my own family is going through this. I think it can create some very uncomfortable moments within well, families. It can destroy families. And I knew it, that's what you meant, Paul. Yeah. And it's just a, a difficult dis discussion to even start. Sometimes you can say, and I, we suggest, as an example, you know, we've just completed our estate plan, Mom and Dad. Um, have you taken a look at yours lately? That's perfect, Jeff. That's uh, a way to back into it or ease into it. It can ruin, let's face it, money has ruined friendships. It's one of the number one or two reasons for divorce in this country. Yeah, and we're talking about $10 million, $20 million, $30 million. It could be $0.10. Cents. It doesn't matter. It, it, if there's any money involved at all, um, 
you know, that's why communication is the key. Uh, if, if there's a possibility there, you know, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be equal. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be fair, but it's the communicating is a good way to do it. And, um, you know, explain logistics behind your plans and go into your vision about it that you have for future generations. And last, fifth is trusted professionals. You can be conf- it, this can be confusing and overwhelming task for you and your family. You want to honor the generations that came before you while growing the wealth for generations that come after you. Somebody like us, and we're retirement planning specialists, work with the wealth management all the time, can help you with questions, concerns, planning. And just as Chauncey was talking about earlier, too, um, you know, do you, there are types of things that can destroy uh, otherwise successful plan. Where does uh, insurance, long term care, uh, where do those types of things, taxes, where all those things, where do they fit into your overall plan? And if you're trying to help mom and dad out, or maybe, you know, one's gone, you just have a mom, or you just have a dad. My thought, Jeff, is as a parent, I feel almost obligated to share that news with my kids or at least bring it up as a conversation that not all parents do, though. And some feel that's none of the kids' business. These are, you know, you hear that term, do you have your affairs in order? Some kids may not want to bring it up. I liked what you said. Hey, we just got through doing this. Have you given any thought to it? Right. And if you've got a financial advisor, maybe they can have your back a little bit and be that third party in the conversation. To at least help with that discussion. And one of the things we talk about with trusted professionals, this is where our team of experienced fiduciary financial advisors can help. Because we're always looking to put our clients interest first that's that's a driving force that's what a fiduciary does it doesn't put we don't put our interest first we put your interest first and try to help you make sure that you retire well and keep family wealth in the family jeff that was today's very sexy segment when you involve some money that's pretty good (laughs) so we're gonna break here and come back and we've got enough time jeff to get to a few things now your website has a lot of great info in fact you can link up to all the social media sites like facebook linkedin twitter by going to thekowalway.com thekowalway.com when you go there, you can you can uh, get schedule a time, or at least uh, Heather will reach out to you, say that you want to uh, go on with us. There's a button you can press for more information and contact you. We'd love to do it. If you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, close to already in retirement, a million, two million, three million dollars or more, go on thekoalway.com. Heather is great. She'll reach out to you and get you started in the process. The Retirement Clinic in Madison on WIBA in Milwaukee on WISN. We'll be right back. News Talk 1130 WISN and WIBA in Madison. Market reports, Jeff, we should mention, are on both stations as well. That's right. Monday through Friday, 305 and 505 reports on Belling Show on WISN in Milwaukee. At 455 on Vicki McKenna Show on WIBA in Madison. Uh, there's Just quickly, there's a, there was an article that I wanted to cover sometime, never got to it. Um, it's And I like uh, this 
Peter Dunn that writes for USA Today. Um, and he talks, somebody wrote in and said, I'm embarrassed because I panicked at the end of March, sold everything and moved to cash. What do I do? And he said, he has still hasn't gotten back into the market. Now that we're hitting record highs, what do I do? And uh, Pete says, I'm terribly sorry for a situation, Richard. It must be an awful feeling. I'm sure you feel stupid because it looks like his assets went from about 700000 to about five hundred. Now what do you do? And he says, first of all, you have a major risk tolerance problem. People panic sell for a lot of reasons, but the primary reason, because they've invested outside of the risk tolerance. Your risk tolerance is an amount of volatility you're willing to endure prior to suffering undue stress. But it, you can tell, stay calm in the, uh, during this time, but you know it's pointless because you've already panicked. There's a reason they call it panic right. selling. You're panicking. So it's we, time to stay calm. So we've been counseling clients. We 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 never get out of the market completely because we, we're not. Nobody's that smart to know exactly when the market's going to go down, when to go up. When people are panicking, we may notch it down a bit uh, from the, the level of risk that they're taking, but almost never get out of the market completely. If you do, you have to ease back in, in my opinion. You don't go in with both feet. You don't want to compound it because what if the market goes down again? Plus, you have to take a look at, as as Peter Dunn was saying, you have to take a look at your risk tolerance. Maybe don't go in with 100% or 75%. Maybe go half stocks and half fixed. That Maybe that is, and then ease back into it. But to stay out of it and get virtually nothing for the cash that you have on the sidelines doesn't make sense. Plus, um, you know, make sure that you, you, you uh, if you're making ongoing contributions to it, that you can um, maybe get more growth oriented with that. And that's another way to ease back into it. Because as you're putting money in, your dollar cost averaging in. Uh, so if the market tanks again, great, you're putting money more in and you're buying a discount. Not great, but you know, there is, if you are continuing to add, the, the market volatility is in your favor at that point. We are still considered, Jeff, in a bull market, right? Absolutely. Yep, and have been for, for quite some time. Uh, the newest member of the Kowal Investment Group, Chauncey Weisenthal, who is a grad of UW-Whitewater, uh, and the latest to join the team. We hear you doing the market reports. Uh, great having you on the show today. It's great. My first experience is it's a good one. Any fishing tip now? You, you now is your them? time to talk about fishing. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Um, you know, been hitting some panfish pretty good over in Madison. That's 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 about what all lakes I got. in Madison? The big uh, ones? Wabisa, Monona. Those are good lakes. So yeah, we, I like to go fish with my dad and, and my brother on. It's oh. a good perch and bluegills. Well, you got the weather this weekend for it. Yeah, we do. Beautiful little, little sunny. Dad's up north. He's on his way back now, so maybe we'll get out tomorrow. But that's we'll see. a good point. When you fish, you don't want it this sunny, really, do you? No, little, little clouds and little not maybe maybe no rain, but see, some clouds help. See, Jeff, yeah, Jeff and I aren't quite. I don't think into fishing like you are. No, I we're no, more we do pan fish from the end of the pier with with Claire. And, you do, Claire and yeah, Leah. We and, should uh, say your your Ella? granddaughter has been in studio the entire and very very well behaved. She's Jeff. been awesome. Yeah, she she's <laughs> she's flexing her muscles. She's, <laughs> Yeah, She's Claire, proud of Claire being is well with behaved. us, but Claire and Leah and Ella, we all do fishing at the end of the pier. And so it's fun stuff to and do. You have those, some luck? Are the, those are the quality of life things she wants to talk. <laughs> those can, are the, is Mike Foran, Dave? Say hi. You can say hi. We're done with the show for the day. Hi. Atta girl, oh, Claire. So well tell done. everybody to have a great weekend. Yeah, right now I'm eating potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Atta girl, Claire. 
All right. Oh, my goodness, Jeff. The, okay, the wonders Mike. of being... <laughs> cut her off. Mike is off. Uh, Jeff, that was a great show. We want to thank Chauncey for being here. Uh, we, we will hear you on Market Updates, and I'm sure you'll be back on the program. Uh, I'm sure as well. Jeff, to reach out, 262-522-4040. That's right. And the Kowal Way, K-O-W-A-L, the Kowalway.com. If you're close to already in retirement, give her office a call. Heather will get back to you right away. Get you started in the process. But go to the Kowalway.com or 262-522-4040. It is the Retirement Clinic, WISN Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. We're back next weekend. Thank you for joining us.